Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Liz Wheeler Show, episode 445, take one. Leaders of the terror group Hamas are now calling for a global day of rage is what they're calling it. What they're calling for is terror attacks all around the world, not just against Jewish people in Israel, but in the United States and in other countries as well. This is, they, they're calling for this day of rage to happen, well, tomorrow on Friday. This is, let me pull up the source document here so that we can show you exactly what it is. So A.G. Hamilton tweeted, the founder of Hamas, who lives in luxury in Qatar, has called for terrorist attacks across the globe on Friday. High risk, not just in the Middle East, but also in Europe and America, especially for Jewish targets. We might want to ask why we allow a terrorist leader to live freely in Qatar without any pressure on that government. Which, by the way, we're going to talk about that. He makes a very good point. We're going to talk about that just a little bit later in the show. But I want to show you the source document. So this photo that I'm showing you right now, this is a picture of Khalid Mashal. He is the leader and founding member of Hamas. And he's the one who gave a speech uh, calling on Muslims all around the world to, quote unquote, show their anger. You know what he means when he says show their anger. He wants this to happen on Friday in Muslim countries and also, um, and also in America. He's calling for jihad and he wants it to be against Jews and not uh, Jews and not just against Jews, but in America. This is one of the things that's been a little bit of a head scratcher to me this week as we've watched the reaction around the world, but particularly here in the United States from leftists and even a few people on the right. I mean, the people on the right, I guess, are disguising it as non-interventionalism or non-interventionist policies. But the people who are excusing or sympathizing or being outright apologists for the terror attacks that Hamas committed against Israel are forgetting, and these are Americans I'm talking about, are forgetting that Hamas, these radical Islamists, would do the same thing to us. Whether or not you're Jewish, you could be Christian, you could be non-religion, whether or not you live in Israel, you could live right here in the United States. They, Hamas would do the same thing to us that they have done to the Israelis. They want to rape our women. They want to kill our children. They want to murder people. They want to humiliate and terrorize and eradicate us from the face of the earth. Israel might be their first target, but if you listen to what they say, they're calling for Americans to be treated in this way as well. And it, it brings me to this thought, and I know that this is a little bit of a controversial thought, but it's a thought that I have not been able to get out of my mind all week, and so I want to share it with you. Any American Jew... American citizen who is Jewish, who would vote for a Democrat after what we have seen in our country from the left, whether it's Democrat members of Congress who refuse to condemn even the beheading of babies by Hamas and Israel, members of Congress who are taking the side of Hamas and pretending that they're standing in solidarity, solidarity with the Palestinians, whether it's the Black Lives Matter movement, being apologists for terrorism, whether it's Hollywood celebrities and media organizations sanitizing the reality of what's happened in Israel, any American Jew who could possibly vote Democrat after this is just out of their freaking mind. Out of their freaking mind. Like, how could you possibly vote for 
a political party that is apologizing for terrorists, even Joe Biden. Joe Biden claims that he supports Israel, but his actions enabled Iran to financially support Hamas. Hamas admitted that Iran not only financially sponsored them, but gave them authorization for the attack before they waged this attack on Israel. Without Joe Biden, you actually have to wonder, would Iran have had enough money to fund this terror attack against, against Israel? How could any American Jew possibly vote for Democrat after this? It's, it's an open-ended question. I'm actually interested in the response from American Jews who still think that they could cast their vote for a Democrat politician, still think they could march with the Black Lives Matter movement, still think that they will praise American universities where the, the amount of anti-Semitism and vitriol and bloodlust for Jews is absolutely appalling. I really don't get it. I do not get it. Maybe somebody can explain to me. In Dearborn, Michigan, this was a rally in support of what Hamas did to over a thousand Israelis, murdered them, massacred them. Look at this. This is Dearborn, Michigan. Do you see that auditorium? It is full of people. They call it a pro-Palestine rally. What do you mean by that? What is pro-Palestine? What is pro-Palestine? Pro-Hamas? Because the Palestinian people elected Hamas to govern them. They elected Hamas terrorists to be in charge of their government. They are the ones who are sending their young men to kill Israelis. They're the ones sympathizing with these terrorists. And meanwhile, this is one of the most horrendous photos that has come out of Israel. And I'm warning you because I understand if you wanna look away, I think people need to see this, but this is so horrendous, so gruesome, so grotesque. It looks like something, it looks like a photo from the Holocaust. This is Hamas burning Jews who were trying to escape in their cars alive. I can barely even look at this. How does this happen? How does this happen? 10 years ago in our country, this was actually 12 years ago, David Horowitz was speaking at the University of San Diego or the University of USD. I think it was USD. Maybe the University of California at San Diego. And a Palestinian activist came up to the microphone during his speech and asked him a question. And the outright evil in the answer to the question, the counter question that he posed to her about whether she believes that Jews have a right to live, this, will, this, this partially answers the question that has been, I think, swirling in a lot of our minds all week, is where did this anti-Semitism in our country, this sympathy for terrorism, how did this happen? How did we not notice that, that this level of bigotry and hate and hatred for Jews existed in our country? We didn't think of ourselves as an anti-Semitic country. We thought of racists and white supremacists as being really fringe minorities, probably on the outer edges of both political parties, but really not representative of the mainstream of either Democrat or Republican, except we were wrong in that analysis, completely wrong in that analysis. And I wanna, I, I wanna share with you, um, I wanna propose an idea for why that is, why we did not realize that this level of anti-Semitism was slowly building in our country. I'm gonna show you this video of David Horowitz in just a second. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So this is a video from, I believe it was 2010. David Horowitz engaging on a college campus with a quote-unquote pro-Palestinian activist, but he, he uncovered her true ideology against not only Israel, but against Jews, and it is chilling. Take a listen to this. Yes. Good evening. I uh, just wanted to say thank you for coming to campus tonight and uh, presenting your point of view. It's always valuable to have two sets of uh, views going on at the same time. Um, very useful. Uh, my name is Jumana Imad Musa Ahmed Al Bahri, um, and I'm a student here at UCSD. Uh, I was uh, reading your literature. I found that much more interesting than the talk, and um, I found some interesting things about the MSA, which is an organization that's very active on campus, and it is hosting uh, our annual Hitler Youth Week. You should come out to those events. Um, if you could clarify the connection between the MSA and jihad terrorist networks, because yeah, last, last I checked, we had to do our own fundraising, and uh, we never get help from anyone. So if you could clarify the connection between UCSD's MSA, or if you don't have such information, if you could connect other MSAs on UCs, because the connection wasn't too clear in the pamphlet, just if you could clarify. Okay. Will you uh, condemn Hamas here and now? I'm sorry, what? Would you condemn Hamas? Would I condemn Hamas? As a terrorist or a genocidal organization? Are you asking me to put myself on a cross? So you won't. I, I actually have had this experience many times. You didn't read the pamphlet because the pamphlet is chapter and verse. Uh, the main connection is that the MSA is part of the Muslim Brotherhood network as revealed in the documents. I don't think you understood what anyway, I meant by that. I is, meant if I say something, I'm sure that I will be arrested for reasons of Homeland Security. So if you could please just answer my question. If you condemn Hamas, Homeland Security will if arrest you. If I support you. Hamas, because your question forces me to condemn Hamas, if I support Hamas, well, I look really bad. If you bad. don't condemn Hamas, obviously you support it. Case closed. <laughs> I have had this experience, uh, I give you, I had this experience at UC Santa Barbara where there were 50 members of the Muslim Students Association sitting right in the rows there. And throughout my hour talk, I kept asking them, will you condemn Hezbollah and Hamas? Uh, and none of them would. And then when the question period came, the president of the Muslim Students Association was the first person to ask questions. And I said, you know, before you start, will you condemn Hezbollah? And he said, well, that question is too complicated for a yes-no answer. So I said, okay, I'll put it to you this way. I'm a Jew. The head of Hezbollah has said that he hopes that we will gather in Israel so he doesn't have to hunt us down globally. For it or against it? For it. Thank you. Thank you for coming and showing everybody what's, what's here. And you're wearing a, a terrorist uh, neckerchief. 
If you understood... No, 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 you didn't hear the lady. You Could you please question, answer my question? You, get a, you don't get to make a speech. This yes, quote-unquote pro-Palestinian activist from the Muslim Student Association answered the question that David Horowitz posed to her. I'm a Jew, and Hezbollah wants me to be in Israel so that he doesn't have to hunt me down and kill me when I'm somewhere else around the globe. Are you for or against that? And she says to his face that she is for it. So not only is this chilling, not only is this horrifying, not only is this evil, it tells us that this ideology that we are seeing manifesting in our country in the wake of Hamas's attack on Israel this past week is not new. That we may be surprised at the large numbers of leftists who are supporting Hamas massacring Jews in Israel, but that we are only surprised by the number because we haven't been properly paying attention to this ideology festering. Now, why is that? It's not because conservatives have ignored anti-Semitism. We've been noting the anti-Semitic connections, of, especially in Democratic Party leadership for a long time when Barack Obama posed with Louis Farrakhan after the Congressional Black Caucus invited Louis Farrakhan, a known and rabid anti-Semite, to speak to them, and Barack Obama posed next to him smiling. We've noted that. We've condemned that. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've also noted that these pro-Palestinian groups on college campuses across the country aren't just pro-Palestinian people. They're not just pro-peace. They are anti-Israel. They are anti-Semitic. And yet we've relegated them to, we've labeled them as perhaps being the fringe. They are the radicals of the radicals on college campus. So how did this become so mainstream within leftist thought? And I'd like to propose the reason why. The reason why is because the left has been crying wolf since at least 2015, if not longer than that, at least the last decade, the left, every time they are engaging in a cultural argument, anytime they are engaging in a political campaign, anytime they are engaging in a policy, quote unquote, discussion, they look at Republicans, they point to conservatives, and they say, you're a white supremacist. You're a Nazi. You're anti-Semitic. They just called they just called Elon Musk anti-Semitic because he wouldn't censor something that they wanted him to censor, that the ADL wanted him to censor that had nothing to do with white supremacy. They, they, they use these labels against people where the labels don't fit. You and I are not, are not racist. We are not anti-Semitic. We are not Nazis. Yet even a Democrat member of Congress two weeks ago just blanket labeled Republicans Nazis. This started, we saw, we saw this, this tactic from the left gaining prevalence 
when during the 2015 Democratic primary, you'd have the Bernie bros saying, punch a Nazi. This was an Antifa thing, punch a Nazi. And all conservatives and all Republicans, before Hillary Clinton called us a basket of deplorables, before we were labeled as domestic violent extremists, we were called white supremacists. We were called Nazis. We were called anti-Semitic, and it wasn't true. But what happens when false allegations like this are levied so constantly against people where it's just not true? Well, the rest of the country gets desensitized to what those words really mean. So if you call Donald Trump a Nazi just because you don't like him just because you're a Democrat, and you hear that over and over and over, then you kind of start tuning out that word because it loses its meaning, it loses its impact. Then when there actually is Nazi ideology, and someone points it out and says, look, there are Nazis on college campuses. There are quote-unquote pro-Palestinian activists who are espousing the ideology of Adolf Hitler. They are calling for the genocide, the extermination of Jews. We don't necessarily hear that because it just bounces off of us because we are so used to the constancy of the false allegations from the left of all Republicans being Nazis and all Republicans being white supremacists. And so here we are in our country today, not only supporting our ally Israel against this horrific, the, the biggest massacre of Jews since the Holocaust, but we're facing this domestic uprising where this shockingly large number of Americans are justifying the rape of women and the massacre of families and the torture of young men and the decapitation of babies because these people are Jews. And by the way, after the show that we did yesterday, I got about 6,000 messages from Hamas apologists saying, are you gonna retract that story when you talked about the babies being beheaded in Israel, the 40 babies? There's no evidence of that. There's no proof of that. It hasn't been substantiated. It's just war propaganda from Israel. Are you gonna retract that? And my answer is no, I'm not, because it's true. It happened. That's what Hamas did. And if that's hard for you to fathom, then maybe you should think about your support for Hamas. Maybe you should think about your solidarity with the Palestinians. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on The First TV. Watch The First on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. If you can't handle the fact that that story is true, even CNN confirmed that the Israeli Prime Minister's office confirmed the veracity of that report. You can listen to CNN for yourself. Take a listen. We have some really uh, disturbing new information yeah. uh, out of Israel. The Israeli prime minister's spokesman just confirmed babies and toddlers were found with their heads decapitated in Kafar Aza in southern Israel after Hamas attacks in the kibbutz 
over the weekend. That has been confirmed um, by the Prime Minister's office. Let us go now to CNN's Hadass Gold in Jerusalem. This new That has been confirmed, even according to CNN, by the Israeli Prime Minister's office. So no, I will not retract that. And I ask you, in the wake of this confirmation that the veracity of the veracity of this horrendous, unspeakable horror, can you still apologize for Hamas? Can you still stand in quote-unquote solidarity with the Palestinian people? Is there any justification for that? There, of course, is not. And then, of course, we have Rashida Tlaib, a member of the United States Congress, who even though the report about the babies being decapitated is true, refused to condemn that. She refused to answer the question. Take a look at this. And she walks away, she won't even look. She's practically running away from this journalist. This woman ought to be expelled from the United States Congress. I don't care if the American people voted her in. If she's okay with terrorists beheading babies, she ought to be expelled from the United States Congress. And you know who should be calling for her to be expelled? The Democrat leadership. This shouldn't even be a Republican versus Democrat issue. This shouldn't be something that I'm calling for. This should be something that the leadership of the Democrat Party demands. They say we will not tolerate this kind of anti-Semitism, this blood, this death cult against Jews in our party. And yet they accept it. Now, we also have the founder of the Black Lives Matter movement. It wasn't just these different chapters like Black Lives Matter Grassroots and Black Lives Matter Chicago. The founder of the Black Lives Matter movement, Patrice Coolers, the same one who said that she is a trained Marxist, this is what she said about Hamas's quote-unquote cause, their ideology. Take a listen to this. The other thing I'll say is Palestine is our generation in South Africa. And if... If, if we don't step up uh, boldly and courageously to end the, the imperialist project that's called Israel, um, we're doomed. And I think that uh, I had learned about Palestine. If we don't step up boldly and courageously to end the imperialist project called Israel, we are doomed, she says. So she supports the extermination of the Jewish people in Israel, of the Jewish state of Israel. And make no mistake, just like Black Lives Matter says that they support the extermination of Israel, it's not just Israel. It's us as well. It's not just Hamas leadership calling for a day of rage around the world. A commander of Hamas says that Israel's just the first target. It's the nearest, it's the most convenient. But their goal is the decimation of Jewish and Christian nations around the world. And by the way, these leaders of Hamas that are telling the Palestinian people not to leave, not to evacuate from Gaza, even though Israel's going to strike and is striking Gaza, and they warned the Palestinian civilians to leave so that they weren't killed in these airstrikes, the leaders of Hamas don't live in Gaza. The leaders of Hamas live in luxury resorts in Qatar. I wanna read you this report from Jordan Schachtel at the dossier. This is what he writes. 
Three days ago, militants from the Palestinian terrorist group Hamas launched a large-scale invasion against several Israeli communities on the Gaza border, proceeding to massacre an untold number of Israeli civilians, indiscriminately butchering women, children, and the elderly. Each early reporting on the massacre continues to investigate the possibility that the invasion was planned, directed, and funded by the regime that rules Iran, which has long acted as a financial and political benefactor for Palestinian jihadists and several of Israel's additional neighboring jihadist entities. While much attention in U.S. political circles has been paid to Iran, notably, lots of policymakers and influential D.C. actors and organizations are failing to mention the Qatari elephant in the room. The political leadership of Hamas does not live in Gaza, nor do they live in Tehran. They live in Qatar, one of the richest countries in the world where they're protecting, where they're protected by the jihadist allied regime in Doha. In the aftermath of the massacre, the leaders of Hamas were spotted in Doha celebrating and praying for the success of their holy warriors. Surrounded by several additional Hamas officials, Ismail Haniyeh, the leader of Hamas, declared that, quote, the cycle of intifadas and revolutions and the battle to liberate our Palestinian land will continue, adding that his jihadist fighters are targeting Jerusalem too. The government of Qatar then released a statement expressing its solidarity with Hamas, asserting that the civilian targeting massacre committed by Hamas was Israel's fault, declaring Israeli victims solely responsible for the Hamas savagery. Thanks in part to a massive, well-funded influence operation in the West, the Qatari regime has succeeded in branding itself in Western circles as an intermediary force that can help to negotiate between jihadists and Western governments. Of course, that couldn't be further from the truth. Qatar is not only protected by its army of lobbyists, which include former U.S. military officials who have sold their soul for jihadi blood money. Doha is geopolitically protected by an airbase southwest of Doha, which hosts the U.S. Air Force and other foreign air forces. What often remains unspoken through the fog of Qatar's well-funded influence campaign is the reality that these jihadist forces are protected, celebrated, and advanced by Doha. It's not difficult to discover Qatar's longtime funding and arming of several internationally recognized terrorist organizations. The Qatari royal family also owns the influential Al Jazeera media network. Since its inception, its Arabic hosts have taken to promoting violence and terrorism. Several current on-air hosts have even celebrated suicide bombers as, quote, holy martyrs. Prior to its Western-facing redesign, the network was also known for glorifying Osama bin Laden and other high-level terrorist leaders. This, of course, puts the Israelis and their allies in a tough spot. They know that the heads of Hamas, of the Hamas political hydra, are not in Gaza, but scattered throughout five-star luxury properties in Doha. The leaders of the group that committed the worst mass murder campaign against the Jewish people since the Holocaust are living like kings in Doha, without a care in the world, protected by a ruling family that cheers on their carnage. The United States does not have an extradition treaty with Qatar, but it would not be much of a political burden to put a lot of pressure on Doha to stop protecting the genocidal barbarians who lead Hamas. At the very least, more American leaders should be informed about this unjust jihadist protection racket in Doha. And yet we haven't heard, to my knowledge, a single member of Congress talk about this. Certainly not call for sanctions and accountability on Qatar. Instead, we're told, oh, the $6 billion that Biden unfroze for Iran is safe in a Qatari bank. What could be safer than a Qatari bank? A Qatari bank controlled by a ruling family in that country that actively celebrates and protects the Hamas terror leaders that planned the assault on Israel? And this, again, is why I say that Biden is partially responsible for this. Of course, Biden is partially responsible for this. Egypt says that they gave Israel warning of the attack, that they communicated intelligence directly to the prime minister. 
The prime minister denies this. I don't know whether this is true or whether it's not true. It is certainly believable. It's hard for me to believe that two years of planning by Hamas, that there was not an inkling in any intelligence agency, not British, not Israeli, not Egyptian, not the United States. Nobody had an inkling of what was going on. I find that very, very hard to believe. Even 9-11, our intel agencies had heard chatter about this attack. They even knew that there was plans to hijack airliners, and yet they just didn't do anything about it. They didn't do anything about it. So now an Egyptian intelligence official says that Israel ignored repeated warnings of quote unquote something big. This is what the Egyptian officials said Egypt, which often serves as a mediator between Israel or Israel and Hamas, had spoken repeatedly with the Israelis about something big without elaborating. This is according to the Times of Israel. He said Israeli officials were focused on the West Bank and played down the threat from Gaza. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's government is made up of supporters of West Bank settlements who have demanded a security crackdown there in the face of a rising tide of violence over the last 18 months. We have warned them of an explosion of the situation is coming and very soon and it would be big, but they underestimated such warnings, the official said. Netanyahu denied receiving any such advance warning, saying in the course of his address to the nation on Monday night that the story was fake news. I'm not sure I believe Netanyahu. And the reason I'm not sure I believe Netanyahu is because of what John Kirby said just yesterday when he was asked if the United States had any intel failures that contributed to Hamas being able to wage this attack without Israel being prepared for it. This is what John Kirby said. John, this was a massive intelligence failure. <clears throat> Who bears responsibility for that? You know something, Jackie? There's going to come a time when it's appropriate for us to take a look back retrospectively and see what the intel picture showed us or didn't show us, um, whether there's any gaps that need to be closed. There's going to be a time for that. And I suspect that our Israeli counterparts will do the same thing. Now's not that time. John, this was a massive intelligence. Okay, let's pause it right there. Now's not that time. You think that this would be the exact time that you would want to identify where there was intel failure so that it didn't happen again. Since Hamas was successful in waging this attack, clearly... There was a breakdown in the system. Where's that breakdown? Is that break, does that breakdown, is that loophole still there? Has it been filled? Now's not the time. The reason I don't believe when Netanyahu says that the Egyptians didn't warn him is because of John Kirby's response. John Kirby wouldn't respond like that if he was confident that US intel failures didn't contribute to Israel's intel failures, which allowed the Hamas attacks to happen. Make no mistake. Whether we find this out tomorrow, next month, or next year, we will find out that there were warnings of this Hamas attack. And for whatever reason, and I'm not going to speculate about what reason, because I don't know, they weren't taken seriously. But they better be taken seriously now, especially given the fact that Hamas is calling for a day of rage, terror attacks around the globe, including on the United States of America, tomorrow. Do you trust these officials? to protect you, to protect our homeland? I don't know if I do. All right, guys, this was a heavy week. We talked almost constantly this entire week about Israel and Hamas. We talked about the horrific things that happened because the media is trying to sanitize the reality. We talked about the anti-Semitism that we've witnessed in this country and it's been ugly and it's been heavy. It's been heartbreaking. It's been sad. I can't remember the last time that we spent an entire week, an entire week's worth of episodes talking about the same topic. 
I doubt this is going to drop out of the news quickly the way that news stories often do. And I think that it shouldn't because it shows that something in our country is broken. And it's not just that a few people are embracing a fringe ideology. It's that the United States has failed to use the institutions that are supposed to serve as a bulwark against evil to actually serve as a bulwark against evil. We have failed to use the education system, for example, to train young people in American values and Judeo-Christian principles. We have failed to identify in our media and even in our law what is good and what is right and what is moral. And this is partially the result of it. When there is a vacuum of values, evil will fill that vacuum. There's no such thing as neutrality. Either evil will prevail or good will prevail. And if we as conservatives and Republicans, and you don't even have to be a conservative or a Republican, if we as American citizens don't acknowledge that there is objective truth, that some things are right and some things are wrong, some things are immoral, some things, it doesn't matter the context, they are simply evil. And if we don't use the institutions, our cultural institutions and government institutions to train our citizens, particularly the younger generation of our citizens and immigrants who are coming to our nation from other places, particularly from countries that are known to export poisonous ideologies, then we can't be surprised when those ideologies begin to prevail in our country. So we have a choice as Americans, as Republicans, and as conservatives. Are we going to continue on the path that we are on? Or are we going to try to reassert the reality that all the world is always in a battle of good versus evil. And if we don't play offense, defense is never going to stop that evil from attacking, whether it's Jews in Israel, in Israel, whether it's Americans in America, or whether it's our children in school. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.